Welcome to the Hope for ACD podcast, the podcast for adults with divorced parents and those who love them. We're glad you're here as we discuss how adults with divorced parents can take steps towards better relationships with God, themselves, their spouses, and others. Now here is your host, therapist and author, Kent Darcy. Hi, this is Kent Darcy. Welcome and thank you for joining us at Hope for ACD, Hope for Adult Children of Divorce. Today we're going to do a bird's eye view of forgiveness and boundaries. These could be two separate programs, and in fact, if you look at our podcast, you will see two programs on forgiveness and one on boundaries that were recorded for the first 10 programs I created for the folks at Transworld Radio. But we recorded what you're about to hear for the second series of 10 programs we created for Transworld, more specifically for the Champions Arise program. We put the forgiveness and boundaries topics in again because they both dramatically impact adults with divorced parents and can continue to do so years after the divorce. So just a quick reminder, this was originally recorded for men, Christian men specifically, but whether you believe in God or not, or are male or female, this overview will be helpful for you and for those you know. So let's get to it, and I'll be back on the other side with some closing comments. One day, Brent came home from school and learned that his father had left his mother for a co-worker. Brent was devastated. He loved his father, and his father's departure hurt him deeply. But things got worse. His father and the new woman were nearly married when she discovered his father was seeing another co-worker. Brent's father never settled down after that. He drifted from woman to woman until syphilis killed him when he was just 58 years old. By then, searing contempt kept Brent and his wife and children from the funeral. Jesus said in Mark 11, verse 25, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. But should Brent forgive his father? Welcome to Champions Arise. I'm Steve Dealey, and I'm here with Kent Darcy, the founder of Adult Children of Divorce Ministries. We are continuing our series that explores how parental divorce impacts the children in adulthood. Today, we look at a couple of challenges adults with divorced parents often face, forgiving and setting boundaries. Please stay with us for this important discussion here on Champions Arise. Kent, the man I mentioned earlier is in a very difficult situation. Unfortunately, it's not as unusual as you think. Situations like this can make forgiveness very difficult to give. I can understand that. Although complicated would probably be a better word than difficult. Well, either word works. And here's why. What complicates forgiveness in situations where our parents divorced is you have the initial offense. Like the divorce itself. Could be. Or it could be the affair that caused the divorce. But you have the initial event. Then comes the reminders. Say Brent's father didn't go from woman to woman, but instead married the woman he had the affair with. You would constantly be reminded of the offense. I see what you mean. and, And this is common. Not necessarily the affair, but the adult with divorced parents is constantly reminded of their divorce. So if we don't apply the healing power of forgiveness to the situation, it's like touching a bruise. It hurts every time you touch it. For our listeners who don't know, 
In our first series that looked at the impact of parental divorce, we recorded two programs to discuss forgiveness in detail. We encourage you to go online to championsarise.org and listen to those programs. But Kent, please give us an overview of forgiveness. Here are four characteristics of forgiveness. First, forgiveness does not require forgetting. If someone burns down your house, you can forgive them. But it's highly unlikely, even with lots of prayer, that you'll ever forget what they did. Forgiveness is the conscious decision not to hold the offense against the person. So what is the second characteristic of forgiveness? Forgiveness doesn't demand reconciliation, even though that would be ideal in a perfect world. Romans 12, verse 18 says, If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. However, living peaceably and living in reconciliation are not the same thing. Some people are dangerous, don't want to reconcile, or or won't admit their offense. They also may be unreachable or deceased. So it's important to get godly counsel from church leaders who are familiar with your situation before reconciliation is considered or a personal expression of forgiveness is made. So what is the third characteristic of forgiveness? Forgiveness doesn't require the forgiver to deny, rationalize, or belittle the offense. Wrong is wrong. Thinking about Brent's story that you told at the beginning of this program, though you may understand why an offense happened, it doesn't excuse the hurt or offense you experienced. We want to love our parents, but we are freer to truly love them when we have forgiven them. That makes a lot of sense, although it doesn't sound very easy. It's not, but it's worth it. Jesus is very clear about the importance of forgiveness. Okay, now we're at the fourth characteristic of forgiveness. Well, this is a big one. Forgiveness is different than trust. Many people think if you forgive someone, it means you must trust them, and that is not true. For example, you can forgive a friend who steals from you, but you'd be foolish to leave money around when he or she visits. The simple rule is, forgiveness is freely given, but trust is earned. I want to remember that. Forgiveness is given, but trust is earned. Mm -hmm. That is a very important difference. It is. And sometimes people won't forgive because they are afraid that they have to trust the individual, and they can't do that. And in some cases, they shouldn't do that. But it is very important to deal with the anger, blame, bitterness, and hurt that is feeding our unforgiveness. I want to look at how we move toward forgiveness, but first, I want to let our listeners know that you're listening to Champions Arise. My name is Steve Dealey, and I'm here with Kent Darcy. Today, we're talking about how adults with divorced parents struggle with forgiving their parents. Kent, how does someone move toward forgiving someone? Here are seven steps to take when we need to forgive someone. And you can hear about these in more detail in our previous series on adults with divorced parents. The first step is to fill your heart and mind with the Word of God, particularly with verses that describe God's view of forgiveness. Second, pray that the Lord will give you the desire to forgive. Wait, don't we want to forgive? Not always. The wound can be so deep we don't want to forgive, or sometimes we can enjoy the power we think we have over the other person by not forgiving them. Okay, what is the next step in the forgiveness process? The third step is to acknowledge the offense, the action, inaction, or situation that caused the hurt. The fourth step is to seek to understand the real hurt or offenses we've experienced. Often, the surface issue is covering the deeper root of the hurt. 
Okay, now we're on to the fifth step. The fifth step is confessing to God the unforgiveness in your heart toward the individual. The sixth step is remembering you may have to forgive again. Are you referring to what Jesus said in Matthew 18? Yes. In Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22, Peter asked Jesus if he should forgive someone up to seven times. Jesus replied, 70 times seven times. This is particularly applicable to adults with divorced parents because often there are repetitive offenses or hassles. And the last step is to find someone to help you work through the forgiveness process. I can see where forgiveness could be a challenge, but I also see where our next topic can be a challenge. Well, setting boundaries with parents can be difficult, but forgiveness is an important ingredient in boundaries. Why? Well, because if we have unforgiveness, anger, and bitterness in our hearts, our boundaries tend to be set erratically and in anger or spite. When we have God's peace through forgiveness, we can set boundaries in love. So what do we need to know about these boundaries? I'll just give a brief overview since we covered this in detail in our first series. One of the things we need to know is boundaries are good and necessary. We set boundaries with our kids to keep them safe. God set boundaries with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We may need to set boundaries with our divorced parents. That does not sound easy. Well, it's not sometimes. But the second thing we need to know about boundaries is they are loving. You know, a loving parent sets boundaries for the kids. God loves us and sets healthy boundaries for us. When we tell our parents that they are not allowed to say bad things about our other parent or parent's new spouse in front of our kids, it's helpful for us, but it's also a healthier way for them to behave. And biblical. That's right. James 4, verse 29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. They can choose to say whatever they want, but you can set a boundary at your house or with your kids that mom can't say bad things about dad. That reminds me of a boundary that you had mentioned in our program on gray divorce. You said an important boundary was limiting topics of discussion. Yes. When parents wait until their kids are adults before they divorce, they'll treat them as friends instead of sons and daughters. As a result, they will share personal details that are not appropriate, and a boundary really needs to be established. What if the parent ignores that boundary? Good question. A boundary established in love will be appropriate for the situation, and it will have reasonable consequences. The Bible tells us that when God set a boundary, there was a consequence for crossing or disregarding it. Adam and Eve is our first example. Uh, Galatians 6 verse 7 says, a man reaps what he sows. So if a parent doesn't honor a boundary, there is a consequence. Can you give us an example? Oh, sure. When your father is over at the house and your mother is there, He says dishonoring things about her to your kids. First, you tell him privately, bad-mouthing his ex-wife in front of the grandkids is unacceptable behavior and must stop. So that's the boundary, right? Yes. The consequence might be if he crosses that boundary for a period of time or the next event where your mother will be there, he can't attend. But the consequence must be appropriate for the situation. When we're angry, we'll say something like, you know, I've told you a thousand times to stop saying nasty things about mom to the kids. You can't see them for the next six months. Now that's a little extreme. A little bit. And because it's extreme, it won't be enforced. That's why boundaries must be appropriate for the situation. Communicated, including the consequences for crossing the boundary, and enforced. 
We also have to remember that we are an adult. We are in charge of our life. If they don't like an appropriate boundary, that isn't our concern. It may not be easy at first, but they'll, they'll usually come around when they see that you're going to enforce the boundary. Kent, unfortunately, we're short on time. Please give us a quick review of what we've discussed today. Sure. We discussed the importance of forgiveness and looked at steps we can take to help us forgive. We also mentioned that adults with divorced parents often have to forgive repeatedly. We saw how boundaries are biblical and important, but must be appropriate, communicated, and enforced. You can learn more about forgiveness and boundaries in our first series on adults with divorced parents. You can hear that at championsarise.org. Kent, I hope that our listeners have a better perspective now on the importance of forgiveness and boundaries with divorced parents. We'll be back in a moment with Champions Arise. We're back in our Hope for ACD studio. That was a program I recorded for the Champions Arise ministry of Transworld Radio. Forgiveness is interesting, and there are a lot of different opinions on it. Here are some quotes I found online. This is Gerald Japlomsky. I can have peace of mind only when I forgive rather than judge. He was the author of Forgiveness, the greatest healer of all. Actor Tyler Perry said, The most important thing that I learned in growing up is that forgiveness is something that, when you do it, you free yourself to move on. Oscar Wilde, the famous writer, wrote, Always forgive your enemies. Nothing annoys them so much. <laughs> Nelson Mandela said, If there are dreams about a beautiful South Africa, there are also roads that lead to their goal. Two of these roads could be named goodness and forgiveness. Gandhi from India said, The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attitude of the strong. Louis Smedes is a Christian author and theologian, and he wrote, Forgiveness does not erase the bitter past. A healed memory is not a deleted memory. Instead, forgiving what we cannot forget creates a new way to remember. We change the memory of our past into hope for our future. And of course, we need to include Mr. Rogers. His quote was, Forgiveness is a strange thing. It can sometimes be easier to forgive our enemies than our friends. It can be hardest of all to forgive people we love. This is probably one of the better quotes for adults with divorced parents because we can really struggle to forgive our parents for things they did or didn't do around the divorce and may continue to be doing, which is why I believe we need a standard of forgiveness that is so high we can't find a loophole that lets us off the hook. So the last quote I'll read is by Jesus, who said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Jesus said that after the guards had beaten him mercilessly and nailed him to a cross. You know, one of the things I've always been fascinated about is the time period before Jesus started his ministry. In the Bible, we leave him at age 12, and the next time he shows up, he's 30. We don't know exactly what happened during that period because the Bible doesn't tell us. But this, I think we do know. When Jesus was 13, 18, 24, 28, nobody but Mary and Joseph knew who he was. Think about that. Have you ever seen the program Undercover Boss? In those years, Jesus would have been the ultimate undercover boss, God with us walking on the earth. What did he hear? People stealing, cheating on their spouses, 
lying, abusing people, gossiping, self-righteousness, hypocrisy, probably blasphemy, you know, saying things against God, his father. He heard all that and tons more and goes to the cross willingly to provide forgiveness for us. There's a Bible verse that says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Knowing all you and I would do, he still sent Jesus here to provide a way so we could be forgiven. So when we've been forgiven for everything we've done, how can we not forgive others? So how do we do that? I covered a couple of things in this podcast. I encourage you to listen to it again because, I mean, it's short enough. Um, you can just listen to it. Also, there are two other podcasts on forgiveness and one on boundaries in our podcast assortment. I encourage you to check those out, too. There's also a couple of good books on forgiveness. Uh, one is called Total Forgiveness by R.T. Kendall. Another is Forgive and Forget by Lewis Smedes. Another is by Gary Chapman. It's called When Sorry Isn't Enough. It's about apologizing. There is also an entire chapter on forgiveness in my book, Choose a Better Path, Overcoming the Impact of Your Parents' Divorce. So we really need to wrap up, but I didn't touch on boundaries, and I'll do that in another program. But a couple things right now. As I mentioned, there's another podcast that just talks about boundaries. I would encourage you to listen to that one. There's also a book called Boundaries, by Henry Cloud and John Townsend, and it's a classic book, really good stuff. There are also other resources available on our website, hopeforacd.com. If you have a question or a comment about any of this, please email me at questions at hopeforacd.com. I'd really like to hear from you. Our next podcast is called Hope for Healthy Relationships. Among adults with divorced parents, this is something many of us desperately need. So we'll look at that next time. Also, please remember to follow us, like us, and share us on your social media platforms. It really helps get the word out. So that's it for now. Until next time, let us heed the words of the Apostle Paul. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. This is Kent Darcy. Thanks for listening. I look forward to being with you again. This has been the Hope for ACD podcast, which is produced by Adult Children of Divorce Ministries. We'd love to hear from you. Please email any questions or comments to questions at hope4acd.com. That's questions at hope, the number 4, acd.com. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, may God bless you with his peace and joy.